I'm Benjamin Hockman, and welcome to Playbacks, an audio series that brings to life the archives of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, recorded and edited by Chris Lay. Today we go to September 20th, 1946, when Bob Bregg first introduces Stan Musial as The Man, perhaps the greatest nickname in all of sports. Dodgers route Vandermeer, open date for cards. Musial the man gives Boston fans an eyeful. Birds play Cubs next. By Bob Bragg of the Post-Dispatch Sports Staff. Friday, September 20th, 1946. Dateline, en route to Chicago. It took the baseball batty borough of Brooklyn where you're a crumb bum if you're not a Dodger, to supply with begrudging respect the best nickname yet bestowed upon Stanley Frank Musial. To Brooklyn's fanatical baseball followers, Musial is simply the man. In the recent series of Flatbush, where failure in a key series kept the Cardinals from riding the rails today with more than the slim lead they hold, the appearance at the plate of the Cardinals' apple-cheeked first baseman frequently brought from several sections of the Ebbetsfield stands a distinct, Uh-oh! Here comes the man again! Not that man, but the man. And the nickname so aptly applied to a self-effacing player, one who lacks the color and cantankerous individuality of a Ted Williams, summarized the around-the-league regard for Musial. Unquestionably, the man in the Redbirds' race to the wire against the Dodgers. The day-in, day-out value of Musial, currently hitting 373 and leading the National League in batting, base hits, runs scored, doubles, and triples, has rarely been brought into the spotlight more forcibly than yesterday when the Cardinals' leading candidate for most valuable player recognition practically single-handed prevented loss of a vital game at Boston. Musial, hitting safely for the 14th straight game, had two doubles and three singles in five times at bat, scored one run, and then drove in the ninth inning tally that broke a tie and gave the Redbirds a 5-4 victory, snapping the Braves' six-game winning streak. More important, in the second and eighth innings, frames in which the Cardinals scored two runs each time, Musial played a big, though overshadowed role with a single and double. That was typical of the 26-year-old star. In a season which has only eight games remaining for the Redbirds, seldom have St. Louis innings of scoring been posted up on scoreboards without participation of the man. As Eddie Dreyer said in the Visitor's Clubhouse, Williams is undoubtedly a harder hitter, but you can't convince me he's a better hitter than Stan. Yesterday, Musial singled in the first inning, singled in the second, doubled in the fifth, doubled again in the eighth, and singled in the ninth. Every one of these hits left the Sonora Greyhounds bat with the velocity of 30 caliber bullets projected from a Garand M1 rifle. Musial's first inning single, followed by Eno Slaughter's first of two safeties, meant nothing, as George Kurowski hit big Mort Cooper's forkball into an inning-ending force-out. And Musial's second single produced nothing but heartache, too, for on the man's line single to center, George Munger was thrown out at the plate and narrowly escaped serious injury. With one away, Joe Garagiola singled and Joffrey Cross 
playing shortstop in place of ailing Marty Marion, reached base on Connie Ryan's fumble. As a result, Munger's single sent across one run, and a safety by Red Shandienst brought in another and put the pitcher on second. Harry Walker fouled out, but Musial lined sharply to center, a ball grabbed on one hop by Carden Gillenwater, Boston's outfielder. Coach Mike Gonzalez, who must have thought the hefty Munger was Charlie Paddock, George Case, or Pete Reeser, sent the pitcher huffing around third base. The throw awaited Munger by three or more yards when the redhead Spikes, catching as he tried to slide, threw him heavily on his face. His left cheekbone was bruised, and for several seconds he lay stunned, and even then required rest before taking the mound. The Braves could not take advantage of Munger's condition immediately, and not until the last of the fifth, just after Musial's double with two out had added nothing but points to the star's average, were Billy Southworth's fourth-place athletes able to score. For the third straight inning, the first Boston batter reached base as Connie Ryan drew Munger's first base on balls. With one out, Cooper singled Ryan to second, and with two out, Johnny Hopps' base hit past Musial's diving glove scored the Braves' second baseman. The Cardinals, rather the man, started the eighth inning broadening off that shaky one-run lead. Musial slammed a double to right center with one away, and after Slaughter was passed intentionally, he scored on Kurowski's single to left. Irv Dusak, the Redbirds' late-inning safety man in left field, struck out, but Garagiola's long single scored Musial. The Cardinals' pitching then blew up. Hop drew the third pass off Munger within two innings and stopped at third on the eighth hit off Big Red. A double high off the right field screen by Tom Neal, Husky left-handed rookie from Birmingham. To the faltering Munger's rescue went Alpha Brazel, left-hander, to face left-handed Tommy Holmes. But Brazel was no more help than advice on how to pitch to Musial. The stringy southpaw pitched nine times, eight were balls, and both Holmes and Phil Massey walked, forcing in a run and bringing Ted Wilkes from the bullpen. The stocky, right-handed fireman quickly yielded a two-run single to Nanny Fernandez, tying the score and leaving Boston runners on first and second with none out. The Cardinals' 31st victory by one run and their 15th triumph in 22 games with the Braves appeared at the moment as remote as anyone's chances of beating the man Musial out of his second National League batting crown. Thanks to Wilkes and Musial, however, the day and that quivering edge over Brooklyn in the defeat column were saved. Wilkes started a force at third on Ryan's attempted sacrifice and then disposed of Johnny Barrett. Francis Red Barrett, an emaciated version of the Cardinals pitcher of the same surname, started the ninth on the mound for Boston, and Wilkes started the winning rally with a single. The pitcher lumbered to second as Hop missed Shane Dean's grounder for an error. And while waddling Wilkes was forced at third on Walker's bunt, that putout served only to discourage what would have been a logical setup for an intentional pass to Musial. The man had two strikes and a ball when his camera eyes detected the fading of a screwball, his jaw tightened on that wad of tobacco, and his wrists buggy-whipped the pitch on a line over second for the game-winning hit, the Cardinals' 13th safety. Shortly after Wilkes retired the Braves in order in the ninth, getting credit for his seventh relief victory without defeat, 
Gonzalez grinned the grin of a coach whose club has won on two unearned runs and merrily twitted Musial. Eyes no good. You see doctor in Chicago. Thanks for listening to Playbacks. Be sure to check out the links and related articles in this episode's show notes. Ooh, here comes the man again. Oh, here comes the man again. Here comes the man again. Here comes the man again. Oh, here comes the man again.